Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Coming up today on the Football Ramble. I mean, you look at the pictures. It's, it's you know, keep the black and white flag flying The worst one is cheer up Peter Reid. Cheer yeah. up Peter Reid. <laughs> the pressure is felt by Eddie Howe to change it around, but there is not necessarily um, a threat to his job. But this game is a little bit different. They said, they said who's going to be player of the tournament or something like that. And he went, mm, yeah, that's a tricky one. Could be someone we've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Come and meet me where the lights are low, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. They have a cup third round as a it's Friday for the January. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Vidusha Hantaraja. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's bloody Friday again, and it feels very, very good. Where are the keys? Oh, they'll be out soon. Don't you worry about that, dude. Don't jump the gun. And for new listeners... That is literally keys, yeah. not a metaphor for Marcus's uh, cock and balls. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to start the show. What a great way um, to uh, get us underway. Uh, but something that's even more um, brilliant than that is that we have a winner for our second Toshiba Fire QLED TV. Our winner is Ned Hayes. Ned? Ned! You don't, Ned. You don't get many Neds around these days. Neddy baby. Used to be very short, very commonly short for Edward. Mm, that's right. Or Edmund, still is. maybe. Yeah, maybe it still is, mm. yeah. Well, Ned, we've emailed you, so please respond with your address, and the good people at Toshiba will get you a brand new 50-inch TV delivered to you. For everyone else, don't worry, because we've got one more to give away. Listen right to the end of today's show, where Pete Donaldson will tell you how to enter the third and final round. Is that all Pete does on this show now? Yeah. <laughs> just for the end bit. <laughs> Pre-records the end bit. Yeah, I'm on the show this week, but I'll just pre-record the end bit. Yeah, Pete's just hanging out in the Crystal Maze or something. Yeah, I don't it know. sounds like it. I always tip Pete to take over from Richard O'Brien on the Crystal Maze. There's a missed opportunity yeah. for them. Missed opportunity for all of us, I would say. Yeah. Um, so uh, back to the competition. The entries have been reset. So if you've entered already, you still need to put your name in the hat one more time. So please note that unfortunately only UK listeners are eligible to enter. We will announce the winner of our final TV on Monday. So stay tuned. Right. The FA, Cup, done? the FA Cup third round is here. It's happened. It's happening. It's started. We're in the middle of it. We, middle's not quite accurate. Okay, we're, we're, we, yeah, we're, okay fine. Fair point. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I think you could be forgiven mm-hmm. for thinking it hasn't started yet based on last night. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean a Thursday night game between two teams who aren't asked on ITV4? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crap. Yeah. It's absolute crap. Crystal well, what Palace. a curtain raiser. Yeah. Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil. Um, Shola's Champions League Apple tweeted us... <laughs> This game hasn't been good enough for ITV4. It should have gone straight to Dave. Yeah, that's disrespectful to the world's most dangerous roads, mm. isn't it? Yes, also it is. on Dave. Mm. You know, there's a lot of good stuff on Dave. Like like X. <laughs> that's absolutely like X, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've got very few notes for this game. One, <laughs> one of them just says Roy's Little Hood. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Yeah, that gave us something at least. Yeah. That did. That did. did. I know that owls don't wear hood, but it ma- hoods, but it made him look more owl-like somehow. Do, do they not when they're like transported? That's falcons, isn't it? That's birds of oh, prey. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Why do yeah. they do that? It's because they get frightened. I think they get kidnapped all the time. Yeah, really. I don't think I don't think you need to do it for owls. I, I, I don't know. I'm out of my comfort zone here, yeah. but I don't think you need to. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, the big talking point of the game, of course, was Dominic Calvert-Lewin being sent off for dangerous play after a VAR review on his slide tackle uh, on Nathaniel Klein. He's now banned for two games. He blew a kiss to the Crystal Palace fans by the tunnel, waving him off. A lot of debate about this. A lot of chat online. Some fierce opinions. Vitushin, where do you stand on this one? I genuinely don't really care, but I don't don't think it was a red card. I don't either. You don't think it was a red card? Why is that? Marcus does. Because I This is all building up to Marcus telling you what you're wrong. Yeah, I know. Enjoy it for now. Yeah, I just... don't think it was a red card. I do think that um, for someone with different eyes, the, the kissy blue would have been regarded as shithousery. Mm-hmm. But when ITV4 slowed it down, I had to remind myself I wasn't watching, you know, Love Island After mm-hmm. Hours. Because that was, that was quite a sensual blowing man. of the kiss. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was I very see. nice. You're not going to elaborate on the red card then? Well, no, I mean, I've always, literally that is that is the discussion really, isn't it? I didn't see it as particularly dangerous. I think it was, you know, he scuffed a little bit of his ankle on the way through. Shin. Sorry, yeah, Shin on the way through. Yeah. And yeah, I think everyone has... We, we've seen so many of these decisions before. Yeah. And you're going to tell me why. You probably think it was a red card because it was... Mike Dean. I fell off the ground. I just want you to get your opinions out of the way, etc. That's what you're going to say. Well, do you not it? think it was a red card, Jim? I don't think it was a red card, no. I'm fascinated. I, I, think, I'm, I, under, I think I know what you're going to say, but I, I won't preempt it because, um, well... That's very kind of your you. own words. Well, I... I'm, I, I I understand why people think it was a bit... <laughs> what are you laughing at? No, I'm not waiting to hear what your justification it is. Just, to me, he's gone in recklessly there with his studs up. He was sent off for serious foul play. Serious foul play is a tackle or challenge. This is on the FA website. A tackle or challenge that endangers the safety of an opponent or uses excessive force or brutality, and it must be sanctioned as serious foul play. Any player who lunges at an opponent in challenging for the ball from the front, from the side, or from behind using one or both legs with excessive force or endangers the safety of an opponent is guilty of serious foul play. See, see I don't think it meets that criteria so at all. Think, I don't think it was excessive force. It never endangered Nathaniel Klein's leg. I, I don't think so. No. <laughs> Not at that pace. Look at the... I know it's a different yeah. competition, technically, but look at the Kai Havertz one against Newcastle. Mm-hmm. That was VAR. Wasn't given a red. The, the inconsistency of of the decisions, I'm I'm not going to defend. But for me, I can totally see why. Fair enough. That was given. Fair enough. Look, I, I think. If he'd, uh, so, but if he'd have caught it, so you, but are you suggesting that if he'd have caught him more, because it's not defined as how much contact was actually made on the shin, but, yeah, but a, a degree to the right or left, he would have properly. No, my interpretation would be that it's not at fast enough pace to be dangerous. Yeah, same. I don't think it was quick enough. It wasn't. Okay. It was, I, I, I think, don't think you can call it excessive force. No, I don't either. Given that Nathaniel Klein was okay and it and all the rest of it, um, I was absolutely delighted it happened though because that game was dreadful. And I, <laughs> yeah, we, we needed. Work, some, we I, I think VAR yeah. might have done us all a solid there, by just giving us something to talk about. Sometimes you got to mm. be careful what you wish for when you yeah. ask to get rid of VAR before that. <laughs> Roy's little hood yeah. and a nice bit of commentary where. Anana passed to Ghana and I hope they'd signed Adam Lalana. That's, like, <laughs> that's what we're yeah. talking about. If you didn't watch the game, this is what we're scrapping and, for and, and you've got to talk about it the next yeah. day. And yeah. that's the thing, people listening to this have got the right to not watch the game. Yeah. That's, that's the I, thing. I'd never felt more like this was a job than last <laughs> <night>. <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking, I've got, I've got to stick with this. Yeah. Where's the, why's the darts um. finished? <laughs> I saw a clip of Roy, I might have mentioned this on Wednesday's show, I saw a clip of Roy pinging balls into the players in training. Still got it. But he's still got his little shorts on. Yeah. You, know when, you know when they, um, they sort of lift up an owl's fur, fur. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> like got pajamas, and on. they've got their little legs. Yeah, it's a bit like with Roy, isn't it? When yeah. you see his legs out, you think, "Oh yeah, we don't yeah. see that often." He looks like an owl, Marcus. Yeah, that's the, that's what that's what it is. Right, he looks massive like an owl. I'm adding to that. Yeah, you should. Right, but I think Thanks. owls always look like they've got pajama trousers on. Yeah, if you look at a photo of an owl in flight when mm-hmm. its legs are coming down, so it's going to grab with its talons, terrifying piece of prey. Um, very effective and successful predators, of course. They look like they've got pajamas on their yeah. legs, and they run sometimes. They're actually very derpy animals as well. I read that they're, they're no more intelligent than a, than the average bird, apparently. Right, bit of a myth that they're wise, and that they are. They look quite dumb sometimes. Corvids are the it. corvids are the most intelligent. Very ones. smart. Yeah. Trying to befriend some at the moment. Actually. Yeah, you should mm, definitely. Well, let us know how you get on there. Yeah. It's actually um, going really well. <laughs> I'm just leaving seed outside the bedroom window. Clever. Who's seed? Let's move on. It's not a legitimate question. <laughs> let's move on quiz- quickly. Uh, Sunderland versus Newcastle. Here we go. Tomorrow at 12.45. <laughs> the first time we're Derby since March 2016. 
Um, it's the first FA Cup meeting uh, between these two since 1955-56 uh, um, season. That's yeah. amazing, isn't it? That is quite something. But that's just the, the luck of the draw. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And Sunderland's record against Newcastle is pretty decent. Unbeaten really, nine. It's really good. Yeah. Six wins in there as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you said they prepared for the game quite well. <laughs> well they <laughs> started <laughs> so well. Everything's gone swimmingly, hasn't oh, it? There is so much dear. confidence until very recently. We'll come on to why. And I cannot believe that they've managed to torpedo this so much. Yeah, so this the is bazooka a... bazooka to their own feet. <laughs> if you haven't seen this, a bar at the Stadium of Light, Sunderland's ground, of course, was redecorated for away fans. It's the away fans bar, so they thought the away fans are going to be here. So let's make them feel at home. Let's let's do that. That'll be a nice thing. Which, first of all, is the opposite to what you should be doing anyway. Right? Yeah. yeah. You just leave the walls blank. Yeah. yeah. They've got a bar. That's what. What else do they need? For crying out loud, the bar um, was was decorated, redecorated rather, with Newcastle slogans. <laughs> There is, you know, I mean, you look at the pictures. It's, it's, you know, keep the black and white flag flying. The worst one is cheer up, Peter Reid. Cheer yeah. up, Peter Reid. <laughs> Just in a little window behind a, the bar, a dig, above the red wine. A dig at their own, at their yeah, own. Club. I know, I know. They, 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 yeah, if they just painted it like black and white for the day, and they did that for all the way fans, I think that would be a bit silly. Yeah, but I can sort of see it. But as you say, Luke, they are yeah. slagging off one of their it's club so legends. Funny. Also, there was one that. Um, Howay and Howay are spelt slightly differently in Newcastle and Sunderland and the the Sunderland spelling had been crossed out and replaced with the uh, Newcastle spelling as well absolutely incredible stuff ridiculous and part of the the justification that was was given for this idea was uh, well Newcastle fans are less likely to smash it up if we paint it in their own <laughs> slugs how patronising is that yeah. but what I love though but it feels it, like we're at home here yeah? well, yeah. it, 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 it did look like that Newcastle fans had broken in yeah, and yeah, done a job yeah. on them I thought it was I thought it was like an AI thing at first yeah and then it was like the Sunderland fans were like oh no and, and the, the owner and chairman Kirill uh, Louis Dreyfus says I regret to have let you down <laughs> That's exactly the kind of thing where they they're looking up derbies and they're like, well, we haven't we haven't had one of these in ages. What, what do people what's, do these what days? Derbies like yeah. banners, a lot of banners. Yeah. Banners. I hear, yeah. I hear you. I see what you're saying. But I understand why Louis Dreyfus has to come out and say that stuff, and it, and it makes him look like a completely out of touch kind of idiot. But there's a, I would imagine there's quite a lot of kind of. Mm-hmm people to sign that off exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he signed it off personally that's certainly the the, the, the buck the, stops the, with him though right well that, yeah. no that's what he said yeah but all the way through from the, the decision to do it right, right to the person who is probably is almost certainly local putting up the sign is thinking it's probably not a good idea this <laughs> yeah. Are, yeah are we sure this is correct yeah honestly look, yeah, yeah. look I, at the docket i i, I find it absolutely sure the, the thing about it as well is because they've not met for for a while now if Newcastle win this game, they effectively win it twice because the bragging rights <laughs> thing is massive, massive, and this is up there with the most embarrassing thing. Well, who that said it? Ever was happened it, was it this um, derby, surely? Was it Gabby Dini on the radio who was saying um, this? This will be talked about in fifty years' time. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was, yeah, yeah. You absolute idiots. And since the draw was made, I haven't met a single or spoken to a single Newcastle fan who was confident about this game. <laughs> Literally, up until this story came yeah. out, and they're yeah. like, "Fucking hell, they're still clowns." They remembered yeah. what? Happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I, what, I mean, look, I could have understood if they'd have put certain things up on the walls that would have goaded the Newcastle fans, like the fan and the Cheer balls. up, Peter Reid! Like, no, no. Catching strays. Uh, <laughs> poor old Peter Reid. They were probably like... They'd be playing Yellow Submarine on the tannoy before they were coming Peter Reid was at the bar when they were spraying <laughs> it on him. Like, What's that there? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ridiculous, ridiculous behaviour. Um, now, uh, Newcastle United, of course, they're on a very, very bad run. Luke, you suggested that Eddie Howe could be in real trouble by the end of January. Watch and this space. Andy Brassel was disgusted. Yeah, where is he now? I had to hold him back, actually. Where is he now? Hiding. He's hiding. He's, yeah. he's retreated up to the northeast. Yeah, I'm doing stuff with Sky Sports. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But Andy said he was he was he was confident. Um, and uh, at the moment, of course, I mean, clearly in four or five games' time, um, if they if they lost them all, then perhaps Andy would change his mind. But we won't talk about him too much because he's not here. Hmm. Um, the little slug. But uh, Sunderland, <laughs> of course, got a fairly new manager themselves, in, in Michael Beale. Tony Mowbray was sacked at the start of December. Um, and uh, Michael Beale and his, his young Sunderland team um, are aiming quite high. Beale said uh, recently uh, when he was talking about this game and he was getting all excited, he said, you do get caught up in things. Watching Liverpool and Newcastle the other night, you think, we could do some of that. And then you remember you don't have Mo Salah. And <laughs> <laughs> not Newcastle, to be fair. Well, they're a bit closer. That's true. I mean, they were involved in the game for a start. I, th- I, think, um, I think this is a set up to be a, a, a real kind of interesting game game for, for, for both these teams chiefly because like Sunderland will smell blood they uh, massive own goal aside it's funny but I don't think it'll necessarily affect the players or anything mm. like that and it's just a huge opportunity for them they couldn't be playing Newcastle at a better time they're really tired they've got loads of um, 
miles in their legs. They're in a terrible run of form. The pressure will be really high. Um, Stephen Best, I read uh, the other day of, of Taylor and Bestie fame, was saying oh, yeah. if you put Sunderland, obviously a big Newcastle guy, if you put Sunderland's team in a Norwich kit, then I think we'd win. But because it's a Sunderland strip, it just gives everyone a horrible feeling. Like he's yeah. saying that before the game, you know. So I think it's a really, really interesting encounter. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Sunderland got a positive result and piled further pressure on them. On Eddie Howe. I'll just give you a bit of further context about why I said what I said. You know, when I said it, it was a week or so ago. They had just come off the back of losing to Luton and um, Nottingham Forest. Um, then they had Liverpool to play, which of course they lost again. Now they've got Sunderland we're talking about now. Um, they play Manchester City at home uh, and Aston Villa away next. Mm. I mean, it's tough. It's it's, a, this and, is and a big game. This momentum thing. If they go through that, those games as we expect them, or perhaps they can do, they'll be in a situation where they've only won one game since the beginning of December. Yeah, I mean, I think... To kind of echo maybe some of Andy's points is that I think the fans would be, obviously they'd be very, very disappointed, but I, I think that everyone has bought into what Eddie Howe's doing and they understand with the injuries and, and so on. Um, also as well, it's, but it's really the owners though. I mean, clearly the owners don't care what people think, right? You would have thought. Yeah. And but so, they're not investing the money for the good of their health. No. No. Um, they'll want results out of it. They will want results out of it. I, yeah, I'm not sure if, if you know, they, they even if they lost this game and lost the next two. I, I, I actually tend to sort of agree with Andy. I don't think he'll be under that much pressure. Um, even though some of the names uh, that are circling uh, Newcastle United's, um, you know, a potential successor to Eddie Howe include the likes of Jose Marino, which would just be easy, which just, just lazy stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but uh, Vish, you were going to say something. Well. I do I do agree with Andy in that like the pressure is felt by Eddie Howe to change it around, but there is not necessarily mm-hmm. um a threat to his job. But this game is a little bit different. It because is. because the thing about um the way Newcastle fans seem to have approached the last couple of months is that they, they remember where they were, they remember that they got Champions League football, that they gave a good account of themselves in the Champions League despite finishing bottom of their group because it was they, you know, they were bottom essentially for the last Half an hour of mm, of yeah. the um of that campaign, but I think defeat here will actually turn the focus of fans onto Eddie Howe, and it might even be for mm. purely for this result. But it does bring itself a different kind of pressure. Everything has been pretty like how great is this? How great is this? And this is probably the first time where they think if if they do lose, of course, they think fuck no, you know we cost five hundred million. They've got mm. a squad of twenty million, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, how has this happened? And that'll be the first time they really ask proper questions of Eddie Howe. Because bear in mind, they've had injuries mm-hmm. and this, that and the other, and they've been contending with a lot. But there's no reason, man for man, strip away the context of this derby, that Newcastle should come out of this game mm. with a defeat. They have everything mm. within their power, within their squad, yeah. however many absentees there are, to get a positive result here. I think I think they'll lose the game. Yeah, but yeah no, that's fine. But, but you think Newcastle will lose the game? No, I think Newcastle will lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they don't have a Bellingham though, do they? They do not have a Bellingham. That is, see, that's a really interesting dynamic as well. Although apparently they are trying to pinch him. Are they really? Are they really? <laughs> reports suggest they're wow. interested. I, I wonder how, how much truth there is in that. They'll take so him home. Imagine, that would be the ultimate thing. They turn up despite all this hullabaloo. They hammer Sunderland, tuck Jobe under the arm and off they go at the end of the game. I don't think it works quite like that. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, it, it is January. Man City, <laughs> Man City would have done it. Work it like that. If it does, Man City would have done it. <laughs> With Pakita. Oh, can, I, can I have Jobe on my back? I want my own ideas. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, there's no I, more of that. That's why it's interesting because people will obviously be very familiar with the Bellingham name. They won't necessarily know that much about Job compared with Jude, and that's understandable. This is a real shot window for him. You know, he's a decent start to the season. Uh, he's playing in the hole, like where he can really affect the game. I expect. Um, and if if Newcastle have an off day and look as tired as they have done, and get kind of intimidated by the atmosphere if they've not had such a great time in their away bar mm-hmm. where they feel like it's a home from home <laughs> it could be a it could it could run right you know it could it could be a really interesting one I, I actually think and colours to the mast I think I think Sutherland will get a positive result you think so yeah mm. what do you think big boy I, th- I think I think it's it's intriguing yeah I, I yeah I, I'll, I'll get in your slipstream there you go more. Usual story. There we go. <laughs> Dirty little slipstream. Um, <laughs> the game itself should be quite good. Bear in mind yeah. how Newcastle are playing in terms of like how they're trying to play rather yeah. than how they're, what they're actually achieving. Yeah. But also just the way Sunderland play as well. Like Jack Clark, someone who's been getting a lot of headlines this year, linked to um, Brentford and a couple of other Premier League teams as well. 
also just having a good game on TV at the start of January. Yeah. Massive. It's always massive. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Beals, I think this will be his fifth game in charge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. is there a new manager bounce element? Well, yeah, I know you like elements. You do love the new manager bounce, Jack. Depends. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, all eyes on that one, um, quite frankly. Absolutely. I want to turn our attention to a former Newcastle United man, uh, Duncan Ferguson. Big dunk. Big dunk. Uh, we spoke about a, a current Everton striker being sent off just a moment ago. Well, of course, a former Everton striker as well, uh, Duncan Ferguson, did like a red card from time to time. Uh, he was sent off um, after full time uh, on Tuesday night for Inverness's game because he's manager there, of course. Um, he's not starting striker anymore. It, uh, this, um, this was sent in to us by Mark Wallace. It came less than a month after his last sending off against Queen's Park. And after that red card, he said, I thought it was a bit unfair. I never swore. He told me I was gesturing quite a bit on the touchline and moving my arms, but I certainly never swore. Problem is he had people in those arms. <laughs> he had fourth officials, the whole refereeing team. What I love, though, is he Just went... dragging on... his finger across his throat. I didn't swear. <laughs> I did not swear. Raising his fists. Um, and then he kind of talks himself into thinking it should have been a red card. He says, a straight red card was harsh. A yellow would have been enough, but those are the rules towards referees. He was obliged to give them up. <laughs> Um, the best thing it, is it feels like he's had a lot of therapy doesn't it <laughs> yeah. At, at the, yeah it does at the start of December at the start of December mm. he was sent off uh, that's right from the touchline again for, as, as manager of Inverness Caledonian Thistle that they won 4-1 they won the game 4-1 <laughs> how angry would he have been clean sheet he loves a clean sheet yeah, he yeah. did say in that game he was like we conceded from two set pieces what can you do if your centre halves can't head the ball yeah fair enough Fair enough. He can show him a thing or two about. Yeah, yeah, you can't do anything because you're in the dressing room again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So perhaps a future Newcastle United manager, Duncan Ferguson, there. But imagine <laughs> the, the situation that would need to arise for that to happen. You know when they sort of talk about, I don't know, someone who's related to the Windsors and say, well, they're actually 47th in the line yeah. for the throne. <laughs> yeah, there was a massive accident. Like, yeah. like King Ralph, the film King yes, Ralph. There you are. I think there would have to be some kind of King Ralph scenario for Big Dunk to be Newcastle. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see it this weekend. Like we say, if it's good for your club. <laughs> it's bad for, exactly, it's bad for the Ramble. <laughs> now, there's a lot of non-league teams uh, still left in the FA Cup, incredibly, because we are at the third round stage, of course. Chesterfield. Eastleigh, Aldershot Town and Maidstone United are in there. Chesterfield are seven points clear at the top of the National League. They travel to Watford. Glamour tie, you have to say. It is a glamour tie. The Maidstone tie is interesting as well. Yeah. They've um, got a real chance, I think. You've moved on from Chesterfield quite quickly there. Sorry about that. Because um, they, the, the Chesterfield includes some uh, familiar faces, most notably, I would say, Pompey, former Pompey manager Paul Cook. Yeah, he's a character. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's well, well loved down at Pompey. Do you think, do you think he's going to uh, piss on the Watford parade? <laughs> Could do. <laughs> I couldn't possibly comment, Marcus. Imagine getting sued by Paul Cook. It'd be so boring, <laughs> it would. wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be the worst of all, worst of both worlds because it's not no one. So basically, if your if your whole show gets derailed because you got sued by someone, right? If that's like if it's Jose Mourinho, that's yeah. quite a good story to tell the grandkids. Publicity. Yeah, I don't want to get sued and ruined by someone that I have to explain to my grandkids actually is. <laughs> Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. It's like it's like getting to the third round of the FA Cup if you allow me this metaphor uh-huh. and getting drawn away to Notts County. You're yeah. probably going to lose. Who, yeah. but no one cares. You're not me on telly. Luke, who ideally mm. would you explain to your grandchildren sued you? What, Paul Cook, I mean. If you, no, if, if you could choose anyone. To, to, your, to your grandkids, KSI probably. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, that, well, by the time our grandkids grab, I don't think KSI will be still young. Mm, it's it's not how it works. Luke Littler. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> well, I wouldn't like Paul Cook to sue us for us telling everyone that he pisses everywhere all the time. <laughs> well, we don't know he that he doesn't. To, surely. Surely he has to. Yeah. 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 We're on <laughs> sound legal ground here. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone has to go to the toilet. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Paul yeah. Cook is not immune from that. Yeah. He's not. But no. but do go to the toilet if you need to, to go if to the toilet. If you're listening, Paul Cook, take us on. Fuck it. <laughs> if you can drag yourself away from the urinal for long enough. <laughs> I'll tell you also. If he is even at a urinal, we don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you also, plays is involved with Chesterfield. Will Grigg. Will Grigg. Will Grigg's on fire. He is. Your defence is terrified. I'd, I'd imagine so. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he's playing up front, you know the defence are pissing themselves, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Um, what, laughing? Depends. Depends, yeah. Come on. Uh, Maidstone yeah. United, yes, from the National League South. They're the lowest ranked side left in the competition. They face Stevenage. Yeah. The home of Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the Gallagher Stadium, where I've actually played. Really? I played at the Gallagher Stadium, yeah, in the charity match. Oh, right. Which Gallagher is it named after? I don't know, actually. I'd hope, I'd hope Liam, but probably no. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fair and enough. And Georgia Lacobie's manager. Yes, that's right. Former Wolves defender. 
Absolutely. And, um, and he, was, he was so emotional, wasn't he, at a full oh, time he loved in the it. last round, though, when they beat Barrow. Amazing. It was Barrow stuff. having a good season. And um, Bivesh Garung, who, sc- um, who scored um, an absolute peach for Maester in that game. Yeah. If, you, if you go onto the BBC website, watch it back. It's well worth watching. Some of the goals, you, the yeah. BBC do us a solid. But the, they, local, <laughs> the local commentary is brilliant as well. Yeah. The, guy, the guy can't believe it. Yeah. He's basically very much a... Um, a commentator who watches Maidstone every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can't believe it. Yeah. They, they get so... Like if you, if you're, it's his moment. His ships come in. If you're, if you're Peter Drury and yeah. you're watching Salah do it again, yeah. it's like it's, it's exciting and you've got your, your line that you've written and you're going to say it and it's going to be good because mm. that's your job and you're good at it. He doesn't write lines, by the way. He doesn't, okay. In which yeah. case, he's even better then. Yeah. But... If you if you with the greatest respect to Mason, this is going to sound like a dig. Um, if you, you're if you're tasked with doing the commentary on their game every week, mm-hmm. you're not going to see stuff like that all the time. But you're also really into them, though. Yeah, you love mm. them. So mm. it's a perfect. Uh, it's a it's a it's a per- it's a, mani- a, a marriage made in heaven. Jim. And, and Bivesh Garung is also the only um, Nepalese, uh, the only player of Nepalese descent Ooh. I can think of. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to... The fact, it's more... No, he must... He, well, tell me another Nepalese descent player that's playing in the, in the top six leagues. I can't think of any of them. Well, I can't either. No, so there we go. I'm going to have yeah. to Gary Neville you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, yeah, there's, there's extra kind of cup set um, an ingredient here in that it's uh, artificial pitch as well. It is. Yep, absolutely. Which is why I only played about 10 minutes on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was like 40 years old at the time and I could not even run. Yeah, all those years ago. Um, Aldershot <laughs> Town uh, play West Brom. Uh, which is which is a big one. Southampton-based Eastley travel to Newport County. Mm. Uh, Aldershot beat League Two Swindon Town seven four in the first round. What a game! All eyes mm. on the shots. Indeed. Absolutely, they, mm. I mean, they're a Phoenix club, aren't they? They they were uh, they started again, didn't they? After bankruptcy, that sounds back about in right. the day. Yeah, so <clears throat> good on them. Uh, excellent stuff. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Average performance, average cup tie, in that we allowed them to win 4-0. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. <laughs> now, on the Football Ramble Discord this week, one of our patrons pointed out that there is a road in the famous Portuguese holiday resort, Albufeira, called Sir Cliff Richard Avenue. Yeah. Mm. Um, there was a lot of chat about wineries and who owns various ones and so on. And, of course, Sir Cliffy had got to mention it. You... Genu- Sorry, mate. It's just genuinely frightening how far Cliff's tentacles reach. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? You think he's a benign presence. He's not. He's like... Um... He's like the uh, demagogue in Stranger Things. Yeah, is he? Mm. yeah, yeah. It's um, there's, there's an article that that comes from the Discord that we read. It was a sort of travel, um, kind of almost like a review of Albufeira, uh, where it's very, very long, and only in the last three paragraphs does it basically say that the entire town is sort of Cliff Richard themed. Yeah, and it says oh, it's really boring. It's really touristy. Yeah, it's entirely Cliff Richard themed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fine. If you anger Sir Cliff Richard enough, yeah. uh-huh. his whole head yawns back like a Muppet's mouth mm. and he's got 750 sharp teeth in there. Is that right? And he'll kill you. Yeah. Didn't show that on the BBC, did they? No, they don't. 
the Bias Broadcasting Corporation, Jim. Unlikely. <laughs> well, Unlikely anyway, you're going to hear that. If you want more a searing hot chat like that, yeah. um, and uh, there is some other footballing bits as well, get over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble, become a friend of the ramble for just $5 a month and join the Discord. You also get access to an extended edition of the Football Ramble every Wednesday. So get yourself over to patreon.com forward slash football ramble right now. Gentlemen, let us uh, follow up on the Argentina retiring the number 10 jersey chat. Of course, we discussed that recently. Argentina going to retire that jersey when Lionel Messi bails out. Well, we had a few listeners point out that Argentina tried to do this before for Diego Maradona in 2001, but FIFA wouldn't let them. Yeah, because FIFA were like, oh, we didn't think of it first. That's yeah. what I mean. That is it. Yeah. yeah, under FIFA rules, teams had to use numbers 1 to 23 at the World Cup of course 1 to 26 as well as of 2022 so it can't be done Jim apparently not although Infantino's around now isn't he and he's a fucking idiot so <laughs> he, might, uh, he might try and do it because he thinks it's popular which is the whole reason that Argentina are doing this aren't they they're in the midst of a sort of wave of populist ideas that yeah. are really bad Yeah. Um, so it seems to have um, gone into the AFA as well yeah. I think the other thing with this is the um, AFA president Claudio Tapia even just by Suggesting it and having, and if it does get rebuffed, he's already done his bit, hasn't he? Yeah. Yes. Oh, you know, you know, fault. you know, I wanted to do it, but yeah. you know the, ooh, the you know the, the PC woke mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the woke lefty FIFA. stopped me. <laughs> uh, right, big one on Sunday afternoon: Arsenal versus Liverpool. Two weeks since their one-all draw at Anfield. Uh, Jim Campbell, how are you feeling about this one? Um, nervous. Um, also. I think actually it's probably a good time for Arsenal to play a very, very good opponent because they have to be better. So you, sometimes it's a good thing. You have to raise your standards because you know you're not going to get Yeah, but they didn't manage right. that against Fulham though, did they? Well, no, they didn't. Someone and better. That's exactly the... Yeah, uh, someone better. Yeah, <laughs> proved it. Yeah. That's, the, uh, that's, the, that's the thing. You can't really take on two absolute absolute titans juggernauts of the game in a row <laughs> yeah. and expect to play like that in Liverpool and Joao Polina <laughs> <laughs> uh, well uh, Jim Arsenal have been complaining again this time to Pugmol uh, <laughs> over what they believe to be rough treatment of Bukayo Saka from, from opposition players Saka, Saka is the third most foul player in the league was with 87 fouls committed against him Bruno Guimaraes is uh, ahead of him with uh, a few more just on 92 but way out in front is Jordan Ayew of Crystal, Crystal yeah. Palace yeah. on 117? On you don't hear Roy moaning, do you? No, well, you might. You do. But he he moans a lot. Not about yeah. this, not about yeah. this. Yeah, well, maybe he hasn't thought of it. Also, Jordan Ayew is like well into his 30s now. Leave yeah. him alone. Do you think <laughs> that's a really odd man to rotate fouls on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you not think it was It was always Wilfred Zaha was the most fouled player? Yeah. And do you think they've thought, right, we're just... Mm. <laughs> we're so used to taking out <laughs> a Palace player. Someone. Yeah, yeah. Also, and they've like, all just gone, he's slow enough for us to catch. Or <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause Palace, he's not that slow, that's harsh, sorry. Yeah. Palace have Elise and yeah, I know, but they just can't catch him. Yeah. But this is the thing, isn't it, like... Arsenal don't endear themselves to the wider... And first of all, you know, shout out to Pugmol for being the second best mm. um, five-letter acronym in football after Dogzo, of course. Oh, yeah. Dogzo's the best one. Uh-huh. Then Pugmol's second it's not best. Bad, it's so not it's bad. great. I've, I've just, it just occurred to me, it's great to hear you say it. That's so all right. I enjoyed right. that. Um, but it's, Arsenal aren't really endearing... I was going to say, Arsenal aren't really endearing themselves to the wider football community. I know that's not their intention. I know they probably don't care. But it's a bit cringe, Jim, isn't it? I'm going to push you on this. It's a bit cringe, mm. isn't it? Here's why I think that's complete bollocks. Um, this is from a conversation with PGMOL that wasn't essentially public. Also, this does happen, seen with my own eyes, many, many times. Saka mm. gets rough treatment, and mm. it's not just—it's not just about the fouls that are given here. It's about the fouls that aren't given. It That's sounds, a fair point. It sounds like they're asking for special treatment for him, but actually, what they're doing is highlighting a situation where the rules are consistently not being applied. Mm-hmm. Fouls are rotated. The, the early one gets put in, and it happens to other players. But I think Arsenal have. A, I have a you know duty to try and protect their own players, and when they're talking to PGMOL about the thousand other complaints they've had, might as well sneak that one in. I well, think, and also I think this, it's completely reasonable. This side does thought... highlight it as well. Referees are now aware of this. Yeah, it's not and like they've called a press press conference to no, tell the but world. This. It, it, from Arsenal's point of view, it's actually quite a clever thing to do. Yes, it may sort of make people think that they're whinge or whatever. It, it's a bit Sir Alex Ferguson esque. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I think the I, I totally agree with Jim here because. What what's happened here is a private conversation has got out. Fine, it's almost certainly not been leaked by Arsenal. It's almost certainly a conversation that isn't hasn't been exclusive to Arsenal. And we know that for a fact, given how open PGMOL have been in their dialogue with other clubs. And obviously, you know, we can talk about Wolves and the apologies and things like that. But it's been consistent all the way through. They mm-hmm. sent representatives to all twenty Premier League clubs at the start of the season 
with willingness to actually have a back and forth dialogue, mm. this is actually their own fault. So if, if there is going to be a conversation about maybe Arsenal shouldn't be doing this, maybe other clubs shouldn't mm. be doing this, that's PGMOR's fault. They wanted to yeah. see themselves, what they wanted to become a more open organisation. They mm -hmm. wanted to be friendly. And I don't think there's a problem with that at all. Mm -hmm. I think that's absolutely how refereeing generally, when we talk about higher-ups, should go. Everyone should know the laws. Everyone should be au fait with process and things like that. I've got no problem with that at all. But with the back and forth, they are going to be privy to conversation or conversations are going to start that they don't start themselves. And this is a great example of that. And, and as Jim alluded to there, um, you'd much rather it was behind closed doors like that rather than someone mouthing off in a press conference at the end of the game. Yeah. Which, which Arteta which, also has done several times which, which, which he has, but that, that's a, this is a completely different thing. He hasn't complained necessarily you, you about don't, you, like that. You don't know who's leaked that news. You don't know who's well, leaked that. It's perfectly within Arsenal's... Um, Purview and their capability, and to their advantage, to leak it. Well, I do agree with that. I, I mean, we don't know. I don't, but I, is well, it I, I, really? I, well, I tell yeah, you why. Because what the conversation has been about Arsenal being it's absolutely, it's absolutely. But, but this is not a new thing. This has been something. This is something that's been talked about for a while. Sure, I, I'm pretty sure Arteta has brought this up. Well, ages Ar ago, Arteta in February last year said that yeah. Saka can't rely on refs to protect him. He said it more than once. But, that, but that's ancient history now. What? 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 Well, this will get everybody talking as we are right now about Saka being exactly. Found. That's so exactly it highlights it. It highlights yeah. it. And and even if it's subconsciously, the the referee, when giving decisions now, and if Saka's being fouled, they will be more aware of it. So whoever's leaked it, I totally take your point, Vish. And, uh, but this I has been the kind of thing that Sir Alex Ferguson used to do all the yeah, time. Yeah, well, that's right. I, I and could, and yeah. it's, everything you said about Pugmol um, is, is fair. And I think they have tried to be more transparent. I think Howard Webber's tried to lead them forward in a certain direction, which I think overall is a good thing. I think he's been undermined in a number of different ways, basically by some more less less competent people than him. So Michael that's Owen. fine. I get yeah, and Michael <laughs> Owen. Who, yeah, for sorry, he must have had sign off about working with Michael Owen. I don't know why he chose to, but anyway. But but what I would say is there is a feeling, and you know, Jim, who supports Arsenal, may think it's a kind of manufactured thing by the internet and by the commentary and all the rest of it, and that's totally understandable. But there is a feeling throughout probably last season and this season that Mikel Arteta is the type of character who knowingly or unknowingly, I don't know him, so who knows, wants to single Arsenal out as being some kind of exceptional type case. He wants some sort of Arsenal exceptionalism is part of his um is part of his makeup. And that's actually not that new in terms of Arsenal. Top, you know, top managers do it all the time though. You could argue that Klopp does it at Liverpool and Guardiola to a lesser extent. So, even, even 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 Ten Hag over United's worst period so mm -hmm. far has yeah. Throwing a few different things. Yeah, in there. loads of managers. Yeah. They've all got yeah. their little. They've all Which got their little pa passion projects. Like Klopp's is the fucking twelve thirty kickoff. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. You know, Pep Guardiola's got like a different one. Different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you, but what you need to do is you have to be you have to be objective enough to be able to say, look, I don't want to get. I don't think Richard Keys is is is, is right because I think he's a complete fucking moron. Oh, yeah. But but he comes up with stuff about Mark, Mikel Arteta, and Mikel Arteta does behave in the way that gives someone like Richard Keys, who's not got a brain in his head, isn't is a, to, the, the excuse to kind of to bag on him. The way Arteta behaves in the touchline, the way he behaves in it, he's very emotionally led, this kind of stuff, it's not beyond him. The same way it wasn't beyond Ferguson. Ferguson knew exactly what he was doing when he'd be undermining Alan Wiley or or mm -hmm. they're all they're all doing it. So I don't think it's fair to say you can dismiss it and say Arsenal haven't leaked it because they may have. Well, I, I just I just don't I think for those reasons actually that's why I'm well, that's why I believe that they haven't leaked it because it's not in their interest to do so because it, you're just giving yeah. people more Look, of a reason to think you're moners. Whether they've leaked yeah. it or not, I, I, you, you, we could sit here and argue the toss all day. The fact is that, that it, there will be more focus on Saka mm. as a result of this, which from an England point of view is a good thing, David, yeah. all, because he'll <laughs> be, it, be fitter. It is January, of course, and, uh, and the transfer window is open. Um, Brentford manager Thomas Frank said yesterday that it would take an unbelievable offer for them to, to sell Ivan Tony, and Arsenal have been linked. So it's just not going to well. happen, though, is it? I don't They're not so. going to get Tony now and Mbappe in the summer. You're going to be gutted when he goes to Liverpool, Mbappe, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, so you think Arsenal are not going to bid for Tony? I don't. Well, so the Premier League rules state that you can only um, loan one player from a particular club. Mm -hmm. So um, with David Ray already on loan from from Brentford I just don't think Arsenal would have the finances to get Tony now without some sort of really beneficial loan that meant they could pay mm. for him later so I, and mm. Frank's put a, I can see you smirking I'm looking forward to what's coming but I'm going to get my point out <laughs> Thomas Frank's talk, oh, I don't know if it's come from Frank but 
100 million is being mooted, obviously mm. to scare clubs off or to just sort of test Chelsea's waters. Yes, that's um, right. I don't think Arsenal can compete. No, that, 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 that is market. massively what it is. We're not selling them. And they, someone just whispered, remember Todd Bowley's in charge of Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't sell him for up to 100 million. Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Let's see. I, think, I think one thing's for sure. Like I think Arsenal definitely do need someone. They do. They they need they need someone who can be, say Chelsea do as well. Yeah. Yeah, who who can who can essentially, you know, lead the line effectively but also contribute with a number of different guys. I tell you who needed more though, Brentford. Yeah, well, well they do, yeah, yeah of course. And, that's it. and they've not had him anyway. Yeah, well yeah. I, I, they would be it would be crazy for oh, oh. For, for Brentford. D- despite to me it would be nothing is worth it yeah. because you're talking about Premier League survival now for Brentford. I think they will stay up. I think but it's, it would be it's going to be a very um um Small window, I think, for Arsenal because of the financial constraints, because of FFP. Um, I think there, there might be a, a South American player that no one's heard of come in, or there might be some strange loans because striker isn't the only position they're short in, and mm. striker is the position, as we know, that costs cost the most money. And in yeah. January, I just, yeah, I can't you went see a bit Andy Cole there with your prediction. Andy, Andy Could Andy. be some South American player no one's heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Remember his well, 2010 yeah. World Cup predictions? Ah. Mm. Oh. No, I, f- no, I don't remind me. Yeah, remind it it should be framed and put on the wall in the in the national football. He basically didn't in. answer any questions. Yeah, yeah. They, they, said, they said who's going to be player of the tournament or something like that. And he went, mm, yeah, that's a tricky one. Could be someone we've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah. who's going to be whole... young player? Yeah, and another tricky one. There's so many players out there that we don't know. <laughs> Just, I, think it's, I think it's like there's, there's so many young talented players out there. So anyone could be young yeah. players. Totally. <laughs> I think the other thing to say about um, Tony and Brassel alluded to it earlier in the week, but. The way Brentford have stood by him, mm. I, I think yes. the motivation yeah, from the player totally. himself will not be to leave just yet. And also as well, it, it, it might seem unlikely because of the football he's missed, but there is an England Euros place up for grabs for him potentially. Now, he would be harsh on Watkins if he didn't get it, the shift he's put in and, mm. and the fact that you know he has been playing football, of course. I don't think he can pick Tony. He can't pick him. But if no, Tony hits the ground, if he if he hits the ground, I'm just saying, to be some second after a season. Well, indeed, but Tony is the type of player who could do it. As, as someone said earlier, the Afcon thing, um, uh, players missing and stuff. A lot has been made of the players that are going to go, and that, you know, has it going to affect the season and the rest of it? And I want people to understand that you know, mm. for every Mo Salah missing for Liverpool, you know, Brentford, as you said, um, you know, it can be a positive thing as well because for the next like six weeks or so, or four or five weeks. Um, Eric Ten Hag's not going to have to pick Andrea Nana or Sophie Amrabat, so it can work in your favour. There's also the you know the uh, the newly found benefit United have that linked to Maxim Chupamoting hasn't been picked for Cameroon. So. Yeah, so he's in. Everyone, yeah, yeah he's in. He's yeah. absolutely. We'll take him. He's not going. To, he's not going to the African yeah. Cup of Nations. He's not good enough to play for Hull. We'll have him. Yeah. <laughs> the situation with Andrea Nana isn't he playing for Manchester United like, the, day like the day before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loves it, doesn't strange he? Strange arrangement. I mean, Eric Ten Hag must be seeing a different Andre Nana to me. Yeah. Course, it's vital that he plays. Is it? Well, I, well they signed this... another goalkeeper in the summer and we've not seen him yet, so maybe he's I mean, he's their awful. starting goalkeeper. I'm excited for that. He's... I'm excited for what Jim just said. Yeah, I know I am as well, to be fair. <laughs> it's a bit I'm... like when, you, when, they, when your parents say you can open your presents from your grandparents after lunch. Oh, I'm excited for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Man City don't have a single player going to the AFCON. Ominous, isn't it? I'll tell you something now. It's mm. going to be this Premier League title this season will be another straight shootout between Man City and Liverpool. I can see it. It'd be one that we had a little, we had a little kind of season off last season with Liverpool being below par and Arsenal having a little flirt with it. But ultimately, the, the, the recent era of Premier League has been between Man City and Liverpool, right? And I think it'll be the same this season. It hurts me when you say things like that. It, I think because <laughs> you know it's true. Well, it, it, it's certainly at this point sort of dragging it slightly back to Arsenal v Liverpool, but putting that into a Premier League context. This season, looking at the way they performed, they don't seem like a team that's going to go the distance. Whereas last season, even before people start to say it, there was a sense like, um, certainly among the fan base, it's like, is this could this be a title push here? This looks really good. It looks a bit too disjointed and yeah. janky. You, you, also, always... Kevin De Bruyne with a beard. Fuck, yes. I know. Back as means well. business. He's yeah. been, he, they say he's been injured, but he's actually been out and like he's done a James Hetfield. He's gone out to the wilderness <laughs> yeah. hunting for six months. Yeah. All, all I'll say is that um, Liverpool and Manchester City in the Premier League have both still got to go to Craven Cottage. Yeah, that, and that and that will be the kingmakers, as they call them. Very yes, much so. The kingmakers. Because we all get a vote on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like in succession, where they all go into a room. <laughs> yeah. Republican leader. Yeah. More of the same, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Nottingham Forest host Blackpool on Sunday in, uh, in in the FA Cup. Of course, how will Nuno um, fare in that one? You would have thought that they would win it. Um, there's been some controversy with uh, Nottingham Forest and their sale of John Joe Shelby. Mm. 
um, this week. When Big John's left in September, Forrest announced that he'd left on an eight-month loan when, in fact, they had actually terminated his contract and, he'd, and, and let him leave on a permanent deal. Because they couldn't have any more loanee players out, right? So I, they think, just... yeah. I feel sorry for the Forrest fans who were, were upset that Shelby was leaving. They thought, but at least he'll we'll be, be back. He'll be back at Sam some point. Collymore all over again. <laughs> <laughs> at least we'll see some more of those 60-yard passes into the stand and a load of, get a load of abuse. Yeah, yeah. But no, so. they've missed out on that. This is basically a story about poor admin, isn't it? That's what yeah. football's yeah. come to now. But mm. it's, it's Jonge, isn't it? Chaos yeah. swells around him. I say, it, That's true. I, I sometimes yeah. feel like there's more football than there's ever been. And, you know, somehow media outlets are still finding time to cover this. <laughs> but it was the nature of, I suppose, the quote-unquote cover-up, like Nottingham Forest deleting tweets, mm. um, like, oh, that's, announcing... That's, the plot did thicken a bit, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, announcing Shelby's departure. It was very, very strange, but we're all here for it. We are all here for it. We're, mm. we're always here for George. Yeah, and that's why I hope he comes back. Yeah. Uh, he can't. He's not getting a job here. But <laughs> if, if he carries on, carries on playing, that'd be a good thing. Yeah. Um, would you Would you like him to be revealed mm-hmm. WWE style for the England Newcastle squad. for the Sunderland oh, Newcastle yeah. game? Yeah. <laughs> now you're talking. That would be very strange. Um, and I'd like to see the admin on that. But yes, of course. Well, actually, given like, the track record with admin, it's probably yeah. best. No, yeah. He yeah. strikes me as a man who has probably used the phrase "get your facts straight" a lot in his life. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, this is just a further example of why he, he needs to. Would he be um, serving drinks in the away end in the in the bar? Do you reckon he called up um, Maranakis once? This is your fucking fault. <laughs> anyway, it's time for the Ramble Acker with, Ramble Acker with Betfair. Um, with Betfair this season, you can build your football accumulators with their 90-minute power while all winning selections will be paid out in 90 minutes on their match odds 90 markets, regardless of what happens in added time. So today, we're building an acre of our four match odds 90 bets from across the FA Cup third round. It's an absolute doozy this week. Some of these picks, mm-hmm. some of these picks. <laughs> strap yourselves in. Uh, Marcus... I've gone for Leicester City to win at Millwall. Okay. And now Leicester, um, Leicester have been good this season. Leicester have be been very good, but it's a championship. It's an all-championship affair. We know Millwall uh, fairly recently have had a bit of pedigree in the FA Cups. It's always a, a, a tough place to go, etc. Et You're not talking about them getting to the final in Dennis Wise, are you? Because that wasn't recently. No, I was talking about the run with um, Neil fair Harris fair and, and all that. Fair enough. Um, but Leicester, of course, won the competition recently. But, did. And uh, I think they're going to beat them. I, I, but the spirit of Brother Brendy lives on. I'd say so. Marcus's <laughs> record is 11 out of 18 correct. So he's, he's, he's been to the well more times than anyone else. And he's got 11 out of 18. It's not too bad. So Leicester to beat Millwall at Millwall. Uh, Jim Campbell. I'm going to go for Arsenal versus Liverpool to be a draw uh, at, uh, at full time. Um, I am not on the show on Monday. So if this <laughs> comes back to bite me in the arse, uh, John Lennon was a knob uh, <laughs> yeah. and whatever I look forward to uh, Finn getting a phone call on Sunday after Arsenal win <laughs> saying I've got nothing on tomorrow morning you should have to pop in I'll do a voice note anything yeah, he'll turn up with his boots <laughs> yeah, yeah so a draw between Arsenal and Liverpool nice Vish um, you are next up and you've got oh by the way I'll just, just point out Jim's got 8 out of 17 correct so not a great record so you need looking to put not that terrible there. though it's okay uh, Vish you are next up uh, I'm going for Gillingham to beat Sheffield United. I like that. I just wonder with Sheffield United being bottom of the Premier League, the desire to stay up, that might manifest itself as a distraction, uh, not just in terms of attention, but many resting players as well. Gillingham, 10th in League 2, a point of promotion. Two wins on the bounce. Well, not a point of promotion, a point off the plate. Point of yeah, promotion yeah, yeah. places, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sorry. Like very, Andy, Andy Brussels actually would have seven, so he'd be very disappointed to hear that. I love that. Yeah. Be, I mean, they are in League Two, Gillingham. That's I know, yeah, but why not? Why not? You are disrespecting Why Sheffield not? United. I think I've got a, like a fairly decent record at this, so I don't mind putting it on Six the Six at 11. I'll take that. It's over 50%. I'm going to put it put it to 50% probably with this. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gillingham to beat Sheffield United. What, okay. would, what would happen if, if that happened? Would What would Sean Bean say if, if Gillingham beat them? Bastard. <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, I'm up last. Go and I always go for the big fish. You know that. Forrest to beat Man United last week. I'll never hide. I always go big. Are you going to pick Wigan? No. Uh, Man City at home. No, I'm only joking. Uh, I've got nine out of fourteen correct. Always going for the big fish. Not always, but most. Yeah, you, do a lot. you do it a lot. Yeah, not always though. I have to pull you up on that. S- Sunderland to beat Newcastle. There you go. There we. I, there I don't go. mind. I'll stick my. I'll stick my neck out. That's why. That's why the, the, there's an aspect of the Ramble fan base, the Luke Nation. That's what this. That kind of stuff's why they like me. Yeah, and that's why they support me in Jack's Encyclopedia. No, it, it is true. It is true. These people, you know. We know where they get their news as well from. Yes. Um, but uh, <laughs> Donald Trump and the Ramble. <laughs> so funny because when you say that bet, I thought, 
No, I no, I do want him to get the bet because it's for charity. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. absolutely right. Also, so we just spent twenty the minutes. Possible outcome. We spent twenty minutes at the start of the show <laughs> discussing why Sunderland will beat Newcastle. Exactly. Well, um, it's the big fish. In summary, in summary, Leicester to beat Millwall, Arsenal, Liverpool to draw, Gilliam to beat Sheffield United at home. Get no stick for that. There's about that? 60 places in the league between them, and you've gone for Gillian Dream. to beat Sheffield hey, United. That is the biggest of all the fish. I like yeah. that you've done it. Yeah. I'm like you've done it. Um, Sunderland to beat Newcastle as well. Um, £10 bet with Betfair, and all that returns £1,210 <laughs> if we win. Most of that is because of Vicious yeah. Bet. <laughs> and the word if is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. Uh, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. And don't forget, actually, when the Premier League comes back next week, um, I should just point out that every stoppage time go on the Premier League, Betfair also donate £10 to Prostate Cancer UK too. So we're raising a good amount of money for an excellent cause. Uh, remember with Betfair this season, when you place a bet on their Matchos 90 markets, your winning bet will be paid out in full at 90 minutes. Any bets that are winning at 90 minutes but are then undone by some stoppage time drama will not be affected. And that's the same for our Rambalaka every week. It's exclusive to the Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Right! Now, Vish, it's time for this. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. Yes, it's Jack's Encyclopedia, hosted by me. The Discord are pumped for me to win today. Some of them are. Well, pumped, we'll see. Man. We'll see how this goes. The first game of uh, first game of 2024 as well. How exciting! Yeah. Starts me to go on. It's Come a simple on. game of categories. If you go too slow, I'll play Gary Neville's Orgasm. That's seven seconds long. <laughs> Which is still the best piece of content Gary Neville's ever done. If oh, I after that's all this harsh. stuff, that's uh, harsh. Harsh, it's a harsh studio, mate. It's up there, Marcus. Yeah. You are the lineal belt holder, yeah. having taken it off Jim with the final inside of uh, Jackson Encyclopedia of 2023. It's nice when you got the belt, isn't it, Jim? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know either. That was where we went to have a dig at Luke. Yeah. Know? Oh, I've had it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you you wouldn't get Jim it. doesn't want to be aligned with the evil empire. He doesn't <laughs> want to get involved. With I love, content. I love how you're trying to spin this off. Me mate. and Jim are the, me and Jim are the plucky underdogs here. While, while, we're, while we're talking about it, official game archivist um, Jimmy to the B compiled mm-hmm. a 2023 deep dive. Mm. Uh, Marcus, you of course finished top with a 52.48 percent win ratio. Wins again. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you're second with 34.74. Well played, Jim. Um, that's 0.12 above me in third. And he finished fourth on 28.79. Pathetic, yeah. really. Get on with it. Luke, you're bottom of the yeah, table with 14.52. Yeah. I'm still yet to win the linear belt as we've jibbed you about already. Never had it. I'm like Frank Bruno. <laughs> and hopefully this is my Oliver McCall. There's a lot of talking for someone who hasn't had it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> do a lot of talking generally. Uh, right, the first category. The players who've won the FA Cup four or more times. Oof. 25 of them. I'm going to start with Jim because you're sat to my left. Four or more times. Four or more wow. times, 25 players. I'm going to go with Ryan Giggs. Ryan Giggsy Wiggsy is... I'll have Gary Neville. Gary Neville. Um. Oh, God. Let's go with... Uh, Roy Keane. Roy Keane has won it. Jimbo. I will go with Petr Cech. We like that. <gasps> yep. Ashley Cole. Safe answer that. He's won everything. <laughs> okay. Could I interest you in a little bitty slice <laughs> of Frank Lampard? <laughs> you can. Two rounds through. I'll give you one John Terry. Ah, damn it. Um, I'll have Paul Scholes nice Paul Scholes scores goals and he also wins the FA Cup four or more times it's quite funny isn't it because you don't think of Alex Ferguson's United as having a massively brilliant record in the FA Cup stop storming um, um, do you know what just just to just to build the kitty up just mm-hmm. have a bit of fun yeah I'm going to show some fucking respect oh my God. and go for Fizzer <laughs> well played Phil Neville He's incorrect. Ah, and you're out. You didn't need to do I you didn't oh, need to showboat at this juncture. No, you didn't. I couldn't think of any other players. Uh so fourth round, I think this is. Jim Mark is still in. Jim Go. So hmm. I'm gonna go for Patrick Vieira. <gasps> oh. I think he won it with City as well. Well done, Jim. Well Good guess. Peter Schmeichel. Peter Schmeichel? Was he there long enough? 
No, it wasn't. Jim's got the Jim's round. Got the Jim's point. got the point. One well, nil to Jimothy. Uh, I'll just pick up some random names here that you you didn't mention. How many were there in total? Uh, Twenty five in total. Oh, um, right Seaman, Burkamp, oh. Drogba, uh, yeah. Mark Hughes, uh, oh, Ray nice. Parler. Mm, right. Solomon Kalu. Nice. <laughs> nice. Imagine turning him out the fire. That'd be Paolo Ferreira. Um, Paolo right. Ferreira as well. That's a good I one. I know. I know. Very random. Um, second category here. A Weirtine one. Oof. Ahead of the big game on Saturday. I've already known I'm done. I'm done. Players who started on both teams, 22 answers. The last time they played, March 20th, 2016. Oh, man. Oh. Marcus, you're going to start here. I really don't want to start here. Yeah. This is ridiculous. This is hard. Yeah. Steven Taylor. Good safe bet. He just played, yeah. he played Gary Neville very quickly there. Very quickly. I don't think it's right. I think he left before that. Yeah. Every host has got their own interpretation of the rule. <laughs> That's how it goes. 2016. It's me next, right? Yeah, it's Luke next. Albert Luque. No, too early. Robert Luque, what are you no, doing, man? No, Jim was, couldn't, couldn't tap he, in. I just remember him here. scoring against Sunderland. That's yeah, all I remember. That, Jack Colback? Oh, that could be a good one, that either side. And he's done it. Jim's win. Jim You've wins. Done it. You've, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. I'm Jim t- <laughs> wash out oh, again. Oh, me. What a win for Jim. Easy one what, there. What a disappointing round. You could have had Alexander Mitrovic. Oh. Jamal Lascelles. Oh, Mitrovic Jermaine scored, Defoe. Does he score? Oh, Defoe, yeah. Musa Sissoko. I would say Jermaine Defoe is like massively famous for being no. a Sunderland player. No, but just... Yeah, but that volley you think, scored. To, you think about the winner, yeah. It's the years, isn't it? The years yeah. make it hard. They yeah. do make Don't it really hard. Don't get to our age. Well, well played, Jim. You've got the belt back. Well yeah. done, Jimbo. I was going to ask, actually, if anyone's up for doing a third one, but nah. Jim's already won. None of you want to do it, yeah. so that's fine. <laughs> Jim, well, well done. Host, well hosted, though, Vish, actually. Well done, Vishy. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Do I get a point for that? Yeah, um, you can give a point for next time, mate. Yeah. Carry it over, yeah. But Jim's got the belt, everybody. Right on, Jimbo. I'm, I'm, as long as Marx doesn't have it, I'm happy. Mm. Really? Yeah, it's palatable for me. Why is that? I'll take Jim all day long. You, you, you've done an Arsenal here, haven't you? execution over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've done an Arsenal here. You've picked, you've, you know, they were fourth at New Year, but you, you were lineal champion. They've already lost I just it. think it's overall quite depressing to, to be losing a game of something where the winner gets it with a saying Jack Colback. <laughs> <laughs> it's just quite, dep- it's quite a depressing yeah. life. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Are you going to apologise to all those people that you asked for their support on Twitter? No, we, can, we go again, guys. The team are again. behind me. I love it. I could shoot. I could shoot someone on Fifth Avenue, <laughs> and they'd still support me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we go again. We go again. The, the team are behind me. The all... Luke Nation and Jack. So- one day, what's going to happen is. I'm going to win. You're going to march and up to And I'm going to have a massive party with all of them. Yeah. And we're going to have a great time. You're going to have a great time. And you'll have to stand outside. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> it's going to be the best time. Is that Nick Hewer? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Do you want to have a bit of Nick Hewer? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, never, I'll never say no to a bit of Nick Hewer. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betfair, part of the Acast Creator Network. Join us tomorrow for the mailbag. Do join us. It's going to be great. I promise you. Uh, Follow us on uh, Twitter, currently known as X, TikTok, YouTube and Instagram at Football Ramble. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. The keys are in the lock. The gate is open to the weekend. It's FA Cup third round, everybody. It's going to be a cracker. Thank you, Luke Moore. Thank you for opening the gate, Marcus, on behalf of the Ramble Nation. Very much looking forward to the FA Cup this weekend. See you soon. Yes. Thank you for choosing a hand to Raja. Could have had Wabi Kazri. Oh, bloody hell. Imagine getting him. Wabi Kazri. Thank you, Jim Campbell. See you later. See you soon, everybody. Tomorrow, more specifically. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old Maca Fenners. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hello, Ramblers. It's your favorite TV giveaway again. Pete Donaldson, hi. Uh, two of you lovely lot have already won a 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TV, but there is one 50-inch Toshiba Fire QLED TV left. We've restarted the draw for the final time, so it doesn't matter if you've entered in the last round or the one before that. You need to enter again to have another shot at this telly. So to enter, you know the drill, just enter lnk.to forward slash ramble competition in your web browser. That's lnk.to forward slash ramble competition. Then pop in your email address and you are done. And remember, if you sign up for the Football Ramble Patreon, you will be entered twice. Wow. We'll be announcing our final winner on Monday. Good luck to you. Please note that only UK listeners are eligible to enter. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.